Welcome to the Giving Hope Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here and back on the show. Oh, thanks for having <laughs> me. I'm so glad to be here. I mean, we talk to each other comments on Instagram and stuff, but I'm right. um, being able to actually talk, talk about what's been going on and our thoughts on, um, especially our ministries and everything. It's going to be so great. So um, how, yeah, how have you been? I mean, what have you been up to here lately? Uh, lately, I have been... Um... Well, I have a manuscript that, to be honest, I wrote it like 15, I started writing it 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And I am shopping it around uh, mm -hmm. to some publishers and things like that. And I'm getting some feedback that's good. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, but back in, let's see, I think it was February. Yeah, back in February, I released a 30-day devotional. It's an ebook. It's mm -hmm. free. It's on my website. It's a lot of fun to have that out there. I have um, experienced a lot of rejection in my life. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, one uh, gal who's a friend of mine on social media and who I've been on her podcast a couple of times, she um, she calls me the rejection expert, which is, you know, <laughs> that's just not a title I ever wanted for myself. No, that's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's true. I have really walked through this. So um, that's what the ebook, the 30-day devotional is about. It's about mm leaving rejection behind, overcoming it. And, and you know what, to be honest, people are never going to stop being people. Right. So we are going to continue to experience rejection at some level throughout our lives. How do we deal with it going forward? And how do we keep it from the new experience dredging up everything from the past experiences of rejection? So that's, right. that's what this book is about. That's awesome. Um, I know so many people of course, deal with that, just getting over that thought of, are they going to accept me? Are they going to like me? Are they going to receive anything I have to say, especially in ministry? Yes. Especially as a female, to be honest. That's so. true. That is the truth. That yeah. is the truth. And have you noticed that it's seemed to be coming more in the forefront of conversation, especially for women in ministry, like that's becoming more of a very um, big, uh, controversial, really, uh, conversation between women ministers, should women minister, should women not minister? Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, that's kind of been a part of my story from mm -hmm. the get go, because the Lord told me um, in a really interesting way, uh, when I was a very little girl that this is what I would be doing. Mm -hmm. And um, then to discover because I was so young when he told me this, then to discover that, oh, you're a woman, you're not supposed to do that. Um, <laughs> at least that's what I was told. And what right. was believed uh, around me that that was very painful and very, it, it felt like it stole my purpose mm. for many, many years and really sent me into a tailspin of, well, then I guess I'm, I'm not hearing, I didn't hear from God and I don't know what I'm about and I don't have a purpose for being here because I'm just a woman. Right. So that was, that's a big part of, of my story. Yeah, that is, that's a big part of mine too. Yeah. I, I always try to not, um, let it keep me from, uh, seeing myself in the light in which God has spoken into my heart about, and that's why I think I started this podcast so I can talk to other women and see where, where are you coming from? Um, you know, what are your struggles? How did you 
all of these um, negative speaking points that are just constantly yeah. just bombarding you all over. Um, and I, I try not to um, allow those words that have been spoken over me from outside sources who are not God right. um, to be the navigating point of my life. I still have that, I guess, playing in the back of my head, but to keep it out, like I said, from that forefront, um, is, is hard. Yes, it is. There have been times when people around me or I've been in, uh, churches when I'm traveling, um, that are not my church Mm -hmm. and, uh, people from the pulpit saying, you know, you're a Jezebel, um, and just harsh things. And, it's in those moments where I really just have to quiet my heart and get before mm-hmm. the Lord because mm-hmm. only he can tell me who and what I am and just holding things with an open hand and saying, Lord, if, the, if, if I'm wrong, I'm willing to hear that. And I'm willing to relinquish whatever, but tell me who I am. And he always just faithfully, faithfully, gently comes back and tells me, this is how I've designed you go to my word, look at what I've actually said instead of what other people have said I've said (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, let me speak the truth over your heart. Yes. Yes. That is so true. That is one thing I've uh, been really pushing in my Bible studies and talking to women. I just did the live with Miss Delphine um, the other day and it was it was exactly that. I want to hear what God has to say about me. Yes. I don't want to, I don't want to sculpt my life. I don't want to sculpt my marriage. I don't want to sculpt my children after what other people say. I want to sculpt my life and my marriage and my children and, and my ministry and who I am according to what God says about me. But if I don't know my word, if I yes. don't study it, and listen to his voice and no other voice do I listen to, then I'm not, I am going to fall prey to listening and, and, and falling prey trap to what other people say about me, what other other people. And there's such a dangerous slope of that type of thinking of taking scripture completely out of context, Mm -hmm. you know, because it makes women who know they have a call of God on their life and even young people, um, young men and women, um, to make them question God because yeah. they see this person and they respect this person who's speaking. And this person seems like they know everything about the word of God. So why should, why am I so weird? Why am I so different? Why is it, why, why is my narrative so different than theirs? And it makes you question God. It doesn't make you question that person necessarily because the enemy is right there to make you want to question God. Mm-hmm. And oh, yes. that, that is so um, dangerous for people. I'm like, if you believe that, honestly, keep it to yourself. <laughs> unless, yeah. unless you're that person's pastor, spouse, or whatever. Right. It's like, it's not your job to call out ministers that aren't underneath you um right. and tell them what god has said about them uh That's so true. um it that i believe that teaching is so important today because we i believe we are living in a generation where the maybe the final harvest is coming in mm-hmm. and we need all hands on deck yes and this splitting of hairs between who is called and who isn't called is a distraction i believe from the enemy Oh, I totally agree. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We need yeah. to, we need to stand up shoulder to shoulder. Neither is better than the other. We need each other. And that's how God created us to need each other and to function together to bring the kingdom. Um, yeah. Men can't do it on their own. Women can't do it on their own. It is when we, uh, in humbleness in humility and in gentleness, line up shoulder to shoulder, each respecting each other's gifts and, um, move forward that mm-hmm. we are actually going to bring the kingdom and show this world what God truly looks like. Yes. Yes. Because if we're at each other's throats on splitting of very fine hairs, mm-hmm. then what makes them think that they're ever going to live up to the standard that we are placing on them? Yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's this, you know, kind of tangled web that we have woven around people that it it distracts them from their true purpose it's Mm. like this isn't what the word of god is about it's not about who is called and who isn't called we're all called yes um we just have to get to work so how and how how would you how would you help somebody um get past that um, that thinking and not hear it you know not not listening to other people's voices um as far as it goes with like dealing with women in ministry, I actually have another resource on my website that's free mm-hmm. and it's about women in ministry and it dives deep into a lot of the, the scriptures that can be taken out of context that are mm-hmm. translated with a bias. Um, and um, it really dives deep into those things and looks at the true character of God and what he says about women and what he says about women preaching the good news. So uh, mm-hmm. that's available on my website. Um, as far as just in general, what, uh, you know, battling against what people say about us, this is essential um, for me because I, my core value, my biggest uh, love is to see people learning how to connect with the Lord, hear his voice, and experience him walking in what he's called them to do. But I began to re- recognize in other people what I had seen in myself in my younger years, that as long as I still uh, was battling with my identity mm-hmm. and with the rejection of other people, I had a really hard time connecting and trusting the Lord. Because if that's broken in you, if that ability to trust, if that ability to feel like you have worth is somewhat broken in you, mm-hmm. then when you come to the Lord and stuff happens in life, yes, it will. when that stuff happens, it can really knock the wind out of you. It can really, you know, I just have a picture of somebody coming up behind you and, and kicking you in the back of your <laughs> knees so that you, you crumple to the ground and yeah. you're not able to stand on the truth when you are weak in this area. So allowing the Lord to come in and heal those things is essential. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I've, um, I've always likened it to lenses that got uh, that people have put on their eyes. Yeah. It's like either you're going to see your call, your worth, your value, your family, the people in the ministry, God himself, yes. the lens of the word or you're going to see him through the lens of the world, or you're going to see him through the lens of your hurt, your pain, 
um, church brokenness, whatever it is, uh, it's up to us to make the decision. How am I going to see this? How am I going to see God's word? How am I going to see who I am? Um, and I think that that, that first is, um, is one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves. Um, am I, if I'm, if I'm always um, offended, if I'm always hurt by what other people are saying about me, what am I seeing myself through the eyes of? Because if I see someone's like, if someone says again, like women can't be ministers or whatever. Now, if I hear that me, Angela herself, I think, Oh, hmm, I hate that you think that, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know, (laughs) because I, my lens isn't through my worth isn't through what they say. Like, I'm not trying to find my worth through the lens of what they say, because I already know what the word of God says. The lens on my eyes are, but God said, right. It's like, you said this is okay. I understand. I don't really understand where you're coming from with that. But all I know is that God said this, that Jesus himself said this and through the holy spirit in my quiet times with him he has spoken this over me so um that that is so important and so key when it comes to yes overcoming that even rejection from your brothers and sisters in christ because not everybody is going to be on your side right 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 Mm-hmm. I heard a, a statistic once, and I, I wish I'm going to brutalize it here, but I wish I could remember it perfectly. But it's something like 10% of people are just not going to fit with you. They're just not going to like you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of hard for me to accept. But accepting that and just realizing I'm not a fit for everybody is a good and healthy thing to realize. To realize it, It's very healthy to just be like, well, okay, I guess they don't fit with me. And that's all right. I can let them yes. go. Yeah, that is so true. We I listened to a minister, uh, Joe McGee. He used to come to our church here in uh, in Canton, and um, he said, "We're all the body of Christ." He said, "But not every single part of the body can connect with the other parts." He's mm. like, "The back of my ankle will never connect to the back of my head." Oh, I love that. He was like, hey, "No matter how hard I try." I will never be able to have the back of my ankle touch the back of my head. He's like, but both of them are very important. The back of my neck is where my spine is, is where my is has the muscles to turn my head. The back of my ankle gives me stability. They're very both important, but that doesn't mean they're going to fellowship with each other and that's okay. Wow. That is so freeing, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, it is. And it, and it keeps you from being offended. Yes. It's like, I know that this is not necessarily my walk, my teaching. You know, some people love to teach on grace. Some people do like to teach on prosperity. Some people are gifted to teach on hope. Some people are gifted to teach on healing. And just because it's not in my vein or my avenue doesn't mean that they are lesser or I am or I am lesser. It just right. means that God has called me to something different. Maybe mine is strictly salvation. Maybe mine is strictly identity. Mm-hmm. Whatever it yeah. is, my my vein in which I'm flowing through the body of Christ is mine. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't lessen in its its importance because we're all a part of the body of Christ, just because yes. it may be it's not even seen. We don't see our spleen, but we trust and we have faith that it's there. Right, right. That it's, it's working doing its right. and doing its job, <laughs> you know, because I'm walking around, I don't have pain in my side. So I I, you know, we and it's just it's it's um it's, 
it's all important. Uh, but yes, and he, to get over that fact that, like you said, 10% of people aren't going to like you. It's right. like, I want people to like me. It's like, but that's okay if they don't, yes. you know. One yeah. day we will all like each other because the <laughs> hindrance, right. because the hindrance of sin isn't going to be there. Right. Right. And comparativism, I don't know. Comparison. Comparing? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yes, I know. I can translate that. <laughs> there you go. Good, good, good. So whenever you um you said the overcoming uh, rejection is your ebook and you said the importance of scripture. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Um, God is so much more about the process than I am. Mm-hmm. I am about end results and <laughs> I expect him to be about end results and he's just so much more about the process. Um, mm. and so if this is not about slapping on a scripture verse to, uh, make you feel better, the, that is not, that's not biblical. Um, but this is actually about a process of digging and I'm sorry to say, but it, it, it is a process. Most of us really just want a quick fix. I know I am a quick fix girl. Um, in <laughs> fact, we're having our bathroom remodeled right now, our master bathroom. And doggone it, yes. if you didn't go in there and demo everything and then find a bunch of things wrong. Oh, of course. They've been at it for three weeks. I still don't have tile on the floor. I'm like, oh. can, can we just move forward? I am tired of digging up and finding new things that are wrong. But um, by the same token, I want it done right. And I really don't want that bathroom dug up again. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want them to have to go into the floor because the, the piping was wrong and they left it that way. So right. it's a process. And I would much rather just get my bathroom back. But... <laughs> But the truth is, I really need them to do it right. And it's the same thing when you're digging into uh, past hurts or deep hurts. Mm-hmm. You've got to give yourself time and you've got to heal properly. Um, it's the same thing with surgery. You don't want to close up an infection inside. You've got to do things right and in a, a process. Mm-hmm. And so to come to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, tell me what's going on in my heart. Tell me what I've where this started and why I'm feeling so much pain about this current situation. Does it have any connection with what I've experienced in my past and allowing the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said the Holy Spirit would teach us all things. That means even things about ourselves. So we can come to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, show me, show me, show me my heart and show me what the origin of this pain is and why I am reacting so deeply to this current pain. And he is so faithful to do that, you know? Yes. So anytime that you uh, find yourself in this space of deep pain, it's a warning signal. It's not a, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not, it's not that something is wrong with you. It is the Holy spirit saying, look at this. Let's look at this together. I'm here to help you. Let's dig this up. Let's fix it. Let's right. fix it at the root, at the base, at the core of this issue. Let's not just whitewash it and pretend it's not there. Let's deal with this. And the Holy Spirit is so faithful to do that. That's and to true. Cover mm-hmm. the lies that we've believed from other people, or you know, the enemy is constantly piggybacking on rejection, especially. He oh, wants yes. to come in and tell you lies and to exaggerate the point 
Um, I know that for me as a kid, there, there were certain things that happened and one of them left me with the lie that no one wants to be with me. Mm. Now that's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's also an exaggeration. There may be people who don't care to be with me. Uh, maybe those kids <laughs> on the playground don't want to play with me, whatever. They m- must be my 10% of people who don't fit with me. Whatever. Right. But the enemy likes to come and exaggerate and make it no one wants to be with you. Right. And, and um, that's just kind of the way he operates. So to be able to actually figure out, oh, that was, that was a lie. And I've been believing that for years. So now what do I do? I need mm-hmm. to now find the truth that counteracts that lie. And that's got to come from the word of God. Yes. We can say nice things about ourselves all the day long, but it's when our creator says those things over us that Mm -hmm. we can stand on them. Even when somebody comes back and rejects us again. Yes. So we've got to know the word of God. We've got to let him open it for us and show, uh, you know, illuminate, um, give us insight to the word of God so that we can see what God is saying about us. Yes. Where would you suggest someone start in the word of God if they're new or they're only used to hearing it, you know, via social media and they want to open up their actual Bible and start reading? Where do you suggest they start? Um, well, I really like doing word studies. I'm, I'm pretty much a nerd. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I did uh, probably nearly 20 years ago now was when I recognized how weak I was in this area and how I would vacillate between God loves me. Oh, maybe he doesn't love me. God loves me. No, he doesn't love me. It was like you know, right. petals off a flower. Um, he loves me. He loves me not. Um, when I realized that I dove deep into the word of God and I looked up every, every, every example every uh, word I could find about the love of God. And it taught me, I I have a lot of those notes free on my website again, Mm -hmm. but doing it yourself is also very valid. Um, So look up God's love for you and you will discover that it is, it isn't just, Oh, God loves everybody. God's love is individual for you. Yes. God's love is sacrificial toward you. God's love is looking over you and caring for you. Mm-hmm. all the time it, it it there are so many facets to the love yes. of god yes. that are really able to go in and begin to heal your heart in that area and strengthen you you know i have i have back issues mm-hmm. my lower back and finally uh somebody a doctor told me what you really need to do um once you're healed is you need to strengthen your core yeah and it was strengthening my core that made it so that my knees were no longer buckling under me when I would go to hug my grandchild. Um, and it was strengthening my core that made me able to stand. And there's yeah. some parallel there with knowing the love of God. It's like strengthening your core. Yes. Because if you don't so have that core issues settled in your heart and your mind so that you can look in the face of tragedy. You Mm -hmm. can look in the face of somebody rejecting you and can say, God loves me. That is foundational. That is not moving. That is not going anywhere. God loves me. If you can do that, then you can stand strong. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Now let's get back to our program. That's right. That is so true. Getting that first core identity mm-hmm. um, established. That's where I believe the enemy loves to attack every single person. Like you said, that he, he goes to the, the finality of the lie. Not yes. you might have this issue or you might, it's like, no, you are this, you are that. Yeah. And to know, to be able to get enough ammunition to speak against those you are's and say, I am a child of God. I am healed. I am set free. I am an overcomer. And to be able to have that um, ammunition to speak that over your life is so key. That's why I always tell people we'll never, even though in the scripture in uh, Ephesians six, when it quotes the, um, the armor of God, it doesn't start with a helmet. It starts with, I believe the sword of the spirit, but Mm -hmm. whenever we imagine the armor of God, we start from our head. We stop from the Mm -hmm. top of our head to the soles of our feet. We always quote it, helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. You know, we always go backwards a little bit because (laughs) the first thing that we think of um, from the top of our head is our helmet, the helmet of salvation, the thing that protects who we are, the salvation Mm -hmm. of Christ that established who you are you are saved you are redeemed you are set free you are the head and not the tail you are above and not beneath yeah and to establish that foundation which is founded on the blood of jesus will catapult any person who's reading any part of the word of god to see it again going back to that lens through a different lens where you'll be able to read the word of god differently yeah, then than you did before. But getting mm-hmm. that perspective shift is so key. It's so fundamental, really. It is. It is very, very important to really, like I said, go deep. Don't just mm-hmm. try to officially smack things on the top of of what's festering underneath. Go deep. Yeah. At the mm-hmm. end of, of this 30 day devotional that I've written, there are several like half a dozen confessions that you can say over and over for yourself and they are 100% scripture based and so they completely um, they're completely formulated from scripture just speaking your identity Mm -hmm. uh, speaking the truth over yourself and also you know um, we live in a culture that's uh, really into canceling people yes unfortunately (laughs) I, you know, I, um, I spent time in an abusive marriage and, uh, so I'm not advising anybody to stay under abuse or extreme toxicity, but now if somebody just disagrees with you, we label them as toxic and cancel them. Yes. Um, that is not biblical. I don't really see Jesus doing that anywhere. Do you? Mm -mm. Uh, No, um, so a part of what was really important for me to learn was that God is going to use everything in my life. He is a redeemer. It's his MO. He redeems everything. So even the really horrible situations in my life that I've dealt with, God's redeemed them. Right. And as I get on the same page with him and see how he's working in my life, I am able to partner with him. Mm-hmm. In that redemption and go, oh, yes, okay, I see that even though this rejection really hurt me deeply, you have a plan for it. And part of your plan is to make me more like your son. Right. That's, uh, that's probably not the funnest thing to hear. 
but it is the truth. Mm-hmm. And as we are able to step into scripture and really see how Jesus dealt with rejection, how he dealt with just the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, but actually family rejecting right. him. Yes, of, that is so the, true. One of the verses that means a lot to me, and I know it's kind of maybe a strange scripture to mean a lot to me, <laughs> but um, it's in the Gospel of John, and it says, not even his his brothers believed in him. And mm-hmm. I just love the way that that's phrased because the not even his brothers kind of shows me that this was a painful thing right. for them. That yeah. not, you know, he experienced pain. He wasn't aloof to pain. And the scripture tells us that he experienced every kind of pain that we have. So right. this was painful to him that not even the people he grew up around loved the most, cared for the most, not even they believed in him. Right. And so as I recognize how he dealt with that pain, that shows me how to deal with mine. That's how to so, deal with that's my so true. Yeah, that is so true. You said, um, yeah, the cancel culture of, I think we've used these words um, and they've start, sort of lost their meaning or they've become so overly sensitive that now we label so many people who've hurt us and we reject them almost like I'm rejecting you before you reject me type thing. And we yeah. don't live in this mercy and this grace that God has given us abundantly, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what we've gone through, he has forgiven us and loved us. And if we don't use that towards our brothers and sisters in Christ and or people outside of that family, then we're showing people that that it, it God's grace and God's love can only go so far. Yeah. And and I yeah. I think of the message that it's teaching children that yeah. um, you know I'll love you if right. I'll love you up to a point right and then after that if you if you're flawed if you if you hurt me if you um reject me or if you betray me um then i'm done right i'm done one of the words that i've noticed that have has picked up speed more than i've ever noticed a word pick up speed before other than the the racist triggers that people Mm. are saying is narcissist Mm, yes the the word narcissist has been like this quacking noise that Mm. is everybody mentions it oh it's 10 ways that you can tell that you're involved in a narcissistic relationship yes five ways that you that your pastor is a narcissist six ways that your wife or your daughter your son your teacher your you know whatever narcissist 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 everywhere is a narcissist i'm like where is the grace in this it's like you find these traits that are going to be just human flawed traits right because every single human is selfish to a yes. certain certain extent, every single human thinks of themselves. If that wasn't the fact, we wouldn't have selfies. <laughs> every, every single human has this innate flaw. Right. But we have we are searching for like this boogeyman. Nar- I mean, don't get me wrong. There are very, um, I don't know. They're right. just sociopathic people out there. But it's almost like everybody is now. 
right everybody and when we see this when we see these little is what i should look out for then i need to run because i'll be triggered and i'll be abused and i'll be hurt and i'll be rejected and i'll be this and i'm i'm going to make sure i just and walk away from my marriage i'll tell you to walk away from jobs from churches from relationships and it's just a tactic of the enemy I watched a, I watched a video of this pastor. I can't think of his name, but he said a shirt is a bunch of just, he said, are you kidding? He said, how sensitive are you? He said, do you think that there wasn't church hurt with Judas and the disciples? Do you think that they lived this perfect life with each other? No. Matthew was a tax collector, the one of the betrayers of the Jewish people, and they still were able to function and get past their differences and still come about and do what they were called to do and work as the disciples of Jesus Christ. He said, you're getting mad over something you should be forgiving someone for and see you as X, Y, and Z to legitimize why I feel X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. You know? the, the pain that we receive from people, it, it's going to be piggybacked on by the enemy. He's going to have an agenda that he's oh, yes. trying to exert in that situation. He's he's going to because he knows it's a it's a tender spot. And when we have pain from people, we need to actually be on the lookout for what the enemy is actually trying to accomplish in that situation, as well as what the Lord is trying to accomplish. He's the Lord is trying to make you more like his son. But the enemy is trying to drive wedges between you and the Lord primarily and between you and other people. He knows that if he can isolate, he can pick you out. So we yes. do not fall for that blame game. I know I was experiencing uh, some pain from a person and I called one of my dearest girlfriends, Tammy. I called her up and I was telling her about it. And she just in this really quiet, she's the sweetest person. She, in this quiet moment of clarity, she just said, you know, that's not her. Right. Mm. And oh my goodness. Instantly I could see clearly, of course, that's not her. Of course the enemy has an agenda here, of course, but I so needed to be reminded of that by a gentle, loving friend. And Mm -hmm. then I was able to just completely go into perspective. And I was able to see the enemy's agenda here, because once you see the enemy's agenda, you don't want to have anything to do with that. You are not going to let him pull the strings like you're some puppet of his. And you're Mm -hmm. going to stand up in your your God-given stature and say, no, I will act like Jesus, even if I don't feel it. I will choose to love this person like Jesus loved and washed Judas's feet the night that he betrayed him. I will choose to love like that. And I will Mm -hmm. choose to become more Christ-like in this situation instead of falling for this ploy that the enemy has to blame people and to get us fighting with each other instead of fighting him. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Actually standing on the truth of the situation that we fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Yes. So if I see the enemy behind who is using this friend who's hurting me, even my spouse or my children, my parents, my sisters, whatever, then instead of lashing out to that person, I take it to the Lord in prayer 
and yeah. our rebuke because if they have opened up a door in their life to be used by the enemy then i need to be full of god's word enough where i see that door right. and i don't walk through it with them but i sp- through the spirit shut it um right. and it goes back to what we were saying earlier of but if i'm not in the word mm-hmm. if i'm not spending time with the lord if i don't know who i am then i will just like they are falling prey to being obedient to the words of the enemy and attacking me, I will do the same and attack them back instead of seeing what it is, which is a spiritual attack. Everything is a spiritual attack, keeping us away from the truth of God's word that he loves everyone for God. So loved the world that he gave his only son. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's a journey following, following the Lord is always a journey. It's always this, just this epic Lord of the Rings moment where you're just like, okay, it's your turn to carry the ring. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, here are your people that you're going to walk with. Some of them are going to betray you. Some of them the end with you, but ultimately you're going to have to sacrifice and lay almost lay down your life for this thing because it has to get done, you know? Yeah, you know, yeah. I would love to But in the end you win, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know. I wish that life were all unicorns and rainbows. Like, no. like my little five year old granddaughter thinks it is. But you yes. know what? We we live in the context of a war. We yes. we really do. And if we're unaware of that, we need to become aware of that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we are not battling flesh and blood. We are battling the enemy. And we need to get ready for that. How do we do that? With the word of God, we Mm -hmm. need to be ready to fight this because, you know, we are not responsible and God is not responsible for the bad things that come our way. We we are not, things just happen. I mean, in the last few years, things have just happened that have Mm -hmm. been horrible, tragic, Mm -hmm. uh, personally and globally. Um, But we're responsible for our heart. Yes. And how we respond in those situations. And so instead of constantly feeling like a victim tossed and beaten up by the circumstances, the rejection that came here, the betrayal that came here, the global circumstance that came here, instead of constantly feeling that victim uh, mentality, once we are saying, okay, things are just going to come, they're just going to happen. What am mm. I going to do when they happen? Because I'm responsible for that. That's I, right. I wish I could stop rejection in my life. I wish that I could make people be nice. <laughs> I can't. Right. I cannot make that happen for me. And I can't make it happen for, for you. But mm. once we learn that we are in control of the way that we respond to those things, Mm-hmm. When we have submitted them to the Lord and when we have figured out how to use the word of God, like you said, as a sword, as our ammunition, our weapon, then we can really get on the same page with what's happening and stop trying to stop all the pain and just deal with what's coming at us. Because we really need to be all hands. Yeah. And these next in these next few weeks, um, wallowing around in self-pity and and keeping our eyes inward, not in a I'm trying to grow inward or it's more like a, a right um, a 
you know, woe is me inward. Like, oh right. me, oh my, oh me, oh my. Yeah. But if if we turn on its head and say, okay, Lord, what do I need to change? What do I, where is it? Where is the part that's rotting in me that I need to get past in order to be who I have seen that you have shown me that I can be. I've seen it. Every single person has had that vision of themselves achieving and accomplishing goals, whether it is raising a wonderful family being the best wife, mother, businesswoman, owner, um, whatever it is, we've all had these visions of ourselves. So what do I need to do to accomplish that? What you have placed inside of me, Yeah, that vision, that goal. And if it's letting go of that hurt of getting past that mindset of rejection and feeling rejected all the time then that's what that's what we need to do if it's repenting for holding on to things if it's um forgiving someone who has hurt us whatever it Mm -hmm. is we have to take account and take an an inventory of those things and so that we can move past because there's there's only so much time we'll have left and if we spend 10 15 years trying to figure out what's wrong with us Right. You know, it's a process. You do both. It's almost like grow, go, grow and go. Yes. You grow a little, go a little, grow a little, go a little. (laughs) It's just like you can't sit still and twiddle our thumbs on knowledge when we have, we, you have something that you can give. Right. None of us are going to be complete or perfect. Oh, no, never. Start where you are. (laughs) Start where you are. Um, there's always somebody that's coming along behind you that you can pull up, that you can help and yes. you know, help them find their next step. And um, you don't have to be complete to do that. Uh, none of us are complete. None of us. I mean, I've been uh, ministering publicly for what, so long that I'm embarrassed to say it because you'd figure out my age. But <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I am far from complete and these things still can blindside me and Mm -hmm. so when when they do the word is where i run yes i run that's good yeah yeah that's really good that's awesome is there anything uh, other than your ebook is there anything that you have coming up um that we should be looking out for well right now to be perfectly honest uh, between the bathroom remodel and trying to figure <laughs> out how to do reels. Um, right, <laughs> sister? I am struggling. It's struggle bus over here. <laughs> yeah, I think the book coming up and, and uh, like I said, I, I've got this book that's so close to my heart that I'm trying to get published. And mm-hmm. um, that's the big thing for me right now is getting that baby out into the world. I mean, yeah. elephants, how long do they gestate? Like two years? This yeah, been, something like that. This has been growing inside me for 15 years. It's time to be born already. Come on now. Yes, yes, so yes, that's, yes. That's the big thing that I am praying for mm-hmm. and um, trusting the Lord for right now. Yeah, it goes back to that overcoming rejection. <laughs> yes. Oh, and there's plenty of it when you're a writer. Oh, yes. The letters are are so fun. 
Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or just your friends who are brutally honest. You're like, yeah, thanks. That's a little too brutal. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Truth and love, folks. Truth and love. Speak the truth yeah. and love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> add a little add a little sugar to that comment, please. Right? Add a little sugar to that comment so I can get it down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's really yeah. good. Well, I hope that it it comes out really soon. I'll be encouraging you. I'm oh, I'm you. writing one too, and I'm like, oh, please y'all encourage me on yes. this. Um, the spiritual warfare is what I'm writing on because oh, that's been awesome. near and dear to my heart since I was a small child. My parents raised me in it. So, oh, Angela, um, I can't wait to read that. That's going to be fantastic. I'm excited about it, but I, I get, I get that whole, it needs to be birthed. It's, you know, that birthing within you, it, it, it has, it's been a long time coming for me too. So I get that. I empathize, sympathize. I get you, I get you 100, 100%. So I root on and I will be praying every step of the way that no obstacle, no hindrance. You'll get the right editor. Everything will just lay out just fine. And amen. And right. And we'll, at you, Angela. Yeah, that's great. Well, I need to have you back on because I have like a whole bunch of time. It was, I was like, okay, I need to have her back on so we can talk <laughs> for another, at least another 45 minutes. Cause I have some questions about just these great, um, clips of studies of scriptures that you share and if y'all haven't followed amy get on her instagram i'll put the link in the description because she has these great scripture that she just is constant and it's it's always uplifting and they're always so timely for me personally that's why i share them because um and it's so important that we know our word not what someone yeah. else says about the word, but what the word says about itself. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let the Bible translate the Bible. Yes. 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 So um, it is just so, so timely and so great that, um, oh, that there's so many. Yeah, so it's so, it's so amazing that we're alive at this time where we don't have to be invited to churches to share the word. Right. We don't have to wait right. For, you know, itineraries to come up. That's true. That's true. It's open to us and anybody can access it. Anybody, anybody can access it. This is an exciting time that we're living in. So y'all follow Amy. And um, again, thank you for all that you do and keep sharing. I can't wait to see your reels. Thanks. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you soon again. We ha I have to have you back on because like I said, there's so much that I want to talk to you about writing and, but just the times that we're living in and, and your input on that. And we'll have to make this a part two guys. So stay, stay close, make sure you're subscribed so that you can catch up on the newest one that we'll have out. Um, and we'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for coming on, Amy. Thank you for having me. Yes, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to Giving Hope. Please be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see y'all next week.